This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Our next guest has been touring British Columbia. It's one of Pierre Polyev's many visits to our region in the past year. Now as opposition leader, many have said that he has forced, uh, focused on rather, uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his government's policies. But what we've heard from Mr. Polyev over the last few weeks are policies as well that he's announcing if he is elected Prime Minister. Today, Mr. Polyev announced he will establish mandatory minimum prison sentences for anyone uh, convicted of extortion. It's one of many policy announcements that he has made. Uh, Mr. Mr. Polyev's remarks were delivered in a commercial centre in Surrey today, where police say shots were fired at a business in November of last year. Mr. Polyev, thank you for joining us today. Great to be with you. Good to see you. I know we talked a lot uh, on the phone, but it's good to have you in our studio. Let's start with your announcement uh, from today. Why was this uh, policy announcement made? I mean, there's a lot of things that you're going to be responsible for if you're elected Prime Minister. Why was this particular uh, extortion policy a priority for you? Because it's a priority for our people. After eight years of Trudeau, uh, extortions are up 218% nationwide and 386% in British Columbia. Uh, This is the direct result of the catch and release system that he created in uh, Liberal Bill C-75 and C-5. These allow for things like house arrest uh, and same-day bail for violent offenders. He also removed mandatory jail time for extortion committed with a gun. So someone comes up, uses a firearm, and puts it in someone's face and says, I want your money, uh, then they could get convicted and not go to jail. Um, So that's why we have chaos in our streets. Our RCMP is not cracking down on organized crime. And so today I came with a common-sense plan to stop the crime and stop the extortion. But you think that's directly related to Mr. Trudeau's plan and his policies? So the criminal code is federal. The RCMP, which is responsible for international and organized crime, is federal. Uh, CBSA, our border control, is federal. Uh, So, yes, this is entirely a federal problem. Our police are doing their job. They're arresting the bad guys, but their bad guys are getting released on same-day bail, or on house arrest, allowing them to go back out on the streets and reoffend. There's no consequences for these offenses, um, and that's why we have this new phenomenon of decent, honorable business people opening up their mailbox and getting a threatening letter that says, "Pay a hundred thousand dollars, or we're throwing a firebomb through your ch- your child's uh, window in the middle of the night." Uh, we never had this before, Trudeau. And the good news is we won't have it after he's gone. All right, let's focus on one of your other announcements. That was was a policy proposal that you had announced, which was that First Nations would collect taxes from industry uh, to speed up negotiations and project approvals. Walk me through why you think this would speed uh, speed up approvals. So right now when a business wants to harvest lumber, dig a mine, build a pipeline on First Nations lands. There's like many, many years of negotiations and they have to then negotiate these very complicated benefit agreements. I'm saying 
let's give First Nations a completely different option, which is that they could collect half the federal corporate tax that the business pays on the earnings that they generate from the project. So right now, those businesses pay the tax to Ottawa. And then the First Nations have to go and apply to two different federal departments, filling out hundreds of pages of forms to get some of the money back for clean water or education. Mm-hmm. Why not just pay the tax to the First Nation government? Cut the middleman out, less government and bureaucracy in Ottawa, more resources for First Nations, clean drinking water, job training, schools, hospitals, right in their communities. And it's a very simple formula. I'm going to let the First Nation collect half of the federal corporate tax that the business would pay for the operations on First Nations land. And do you think that's going to speed up some of these processes? Because I've worked in the LNG industry, and uh, uh, when I look at what what America has done with LNG and and where we were uh, ahead of them at one point, and now we've been laughed about about eight times, how do you know that this will speed up that very process? Because I've heard, like I said, my time in LNG from Asia to boardrooms in Mumbai uh, to Europe, where they are frustrated by this country's inability to provide clarity for major projects to move forward. Yes, and you're right. This is half the problem uh, that I'm fixing here with this. So there's two problems. One is the process to get First Nations buy-in is very cumbersome and slow because of the bureaucracy I just described. Give a streamlined, simple way for First Nations to benefit from projects on their lands uh, and uh, let the federal government vacate tax rooms so it doesn't cost business more money to do it. The second thing is that we, my, of my common sense plan is to end Bill C-69. This is Trudeau's anti-resource law, which means it takes 14 years to get a resource project approved. I was just at Squamish. Mm-hmm. They just getting started now that project was promised back in 2013-14 and it's now only coming to fruition that's because our 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 process is so slow and there's so many steps i'm going to compress that to 18 months with a new law that consults first nations protects our environment but gets decisions made and we can bring tens if not hundreds of billions of dollars of paychecks to British Columbia because we have the gas, we have the pipelines, we have the cool weather to make it cheaper to liquefy the gas, we have the coast and the ports, and we have the the energy-hungry Asian market that wants to close down coal fire plants to cut greenhouse gases but needs our natural gas to replace it with. So let's bring home those paychecks to Canada. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, Mr. Polyev, I'm going to... Talk about an issue here that uh, that you have focused on, but the provincial government is also focusing on, and I think you're very similar. And I mean that as a compliment when I compare your 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 approach and an NDP government's approach. Premier David Eby uh, has you know really focused on housing, just as you have. He has expressed frustration, at least indirectly through his comments, with municipalities and with this new housing plan. They uh, have introduced legislation that goes above and beyond and bigfoots municipalities. Now, when I hear your comments in your housing plan, where you want to incentivize municipalities uh, in regards to meeting targets, I sense that you have the same frustration that that municipalities um, uh, are a bottleneck or a roadblock to really get 
the amount of housing that needs to build. Is that assertion correct in your in my mind? Yes. Uh, first of all, housing costs have doubled under Trudeau after he promised to lower them. Look at Vancouver. It's now the, the third most expensive housing market in the world when you compare median income to median house prices. Uh, rent has gone from, on average, $1,390 uh, for a two-bedroom when I was housing minister eight years ago to $3,500 on average today. And part of that is that we have the fewest homes per capita in the G7, even though we have by far the most land to build on. Mm-hmm. What's the obstacle? Well, it's bureaucracy. Uh, in Van- According to the C.D. Howe Institute, bureaucratic obstacles and taxes add $1.3 million to the cost of every newly built Vancouver home. Uh, that's far more than labor, land, and lumber. So your biggest cost is not the people who build the homes, the land you build it on, or the materials that go into it. It's the bureaucracy. So my common sense plan is to require cities permit 15% more housing completions by the third year of my term, Mm -hmm. or they will lose federal money. Those that beat my target will get a building bonus, and it will be strictly proportional to the amount by which they meet or or exceed our target. So I want to pay municipal bureaucracies the way realtors and home builders are paid. Realtors are paid per home sold. Builders per home built. Mm-hmm. I want municipalities to be paid per home permitted. Speed up. By the way, I'm going to require every federally funded transit station have high sky rises all around them or they're not going to get the federal money. And I'm going to sell 6,000 federal buildings, thousands of acres of federal land. Uh, to build, build, build. I want to replicate what the Squamish have done with their development here in Vancouver. 6,000 homes on 10 acres of land. Never could have been done if City Hall had its way because the gatekeepers would have blocked it. But because the First Nations are far more entrepreneurial than municipal governments, it can be done. But they've proven that it can be done and and it will be done when I put these incentives in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hit home. I think we all know how expensive uh, real estate is here, even renting, as you had mentioned. Uh, it hit home uh, uh, earlier this week when we learned there was a student from Calgary. Yes. <laughs> who flies in for two classes a week and is still cheaper. It's $1,200 a month. <laughs> well, then there's the defense lawyer in Vancouver who's got three of her clients have asked to help her, help them stay in jail because they don't want to have to come out of prison and pay the rent. She's tweeted about this. You should bring her on your show. She's on on Twitter. Stephen, pay attention. That's a good one. (laughs) So it's better to be in jail than to be in this rental market after eight years of Trudeau is not worth the cost. Yeah. Well, a final uh, question to you, and I really want to hone in on this carbon tax issue. And I know you say you want to axe the tax. We've had wildfires in this province. We've had atmospheric rivers. Uh, You know, climate change is a real issue uh, near and dear uh, to British Columbians here in dealing with it. We've had uh, very hot weather. It led to the death of 600. British Columbians just not too long ago. We believe we should do something about carbon, climate change. Um, if you would get rid of the carbon tax, how are you going to fix and deal with this issue? Because I would think other nations like China would still want to see us do something about this, right, at the end of the day. How would you deal with the issue of climate change if you want to eliminate the carbon tax? We need to green like green projects, make uh, carbon-free alternatives more affordable rather than making traditional energy more expensive. So what does that mean? Uh, we need to repeal the anti-resource laws like C69 to quickly approve hydroelectric dams, uh, responsibly approve nuclear energy to replace dirty coal fire in provinces like Alberta, Saskatchewan, 
uh, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, um, approve uh, tidal uh, wave power, um, carbon capture and storage. Uh, these projects will allow us to bring more clean, green, emissions-free energy onto our grid. Then we need to mine the minerals of electrification like uh, lithium, cobalt, graphite. If you want an electric future, you should be mining the minerals here. But when it takes 25 years to get a mine approved, we're never going to do it. That's why we're importing all of the electric car batteries that go into our cars from countries that burn coal to make them. That does nothing for our environment. So let's bring home the production here. Let's produce more clean, green, emissions-free energy in Canada to lower the cost of this clean energy rather than raising the cost of traditional sources. When you say nuclear, I, I think British Columbians would just give you, say, a hard no to that, even though we have hydroelectric. We're not the province. Yeah, you probably you, don't need it here because you've got the yeah, hydro. But you say critical minerals, you want to speed up mining. I, mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But that also, you know, when I hear you say that, I see a lot of friction between you and the province as well and some of these policies. Are you willing to, to, to go down that route and have that fight? Well, look, the, the the provinces haven't been the major obstacle. It's been the federal government. Ever since Trudeau got in, he stood in the way of the uh, ring of fire in northern Ontario where First Nations are trying to harvest uh, the electric minerals uh, that we have beneath our feet. Uh, it was Trudeau that blocked, uh, you know, you worked in, in LNG. Mm-hmm. Eight years ago, we had 18 LNG liquefaction projects on the table and Trudeau's blocked all but one. LNG Canada has gone ahead. And, and now, of course, we're just starting to get wood fiber going in Squamish. But none of the others have even have a shovel in the ground. So it, the federal government is the obstacle. Both Trudeau and the NDP, who are in this coalition together, are against developing our resources. Only the common sense conservatives will repeal C-69 green light these projects so that we can bring home powerful paychecks for our people. Mr. Polly, uh, I know we've talked a lot on the phone. Really appreciate you, making, appreciate you making the time to come in and talk to me here in studio and I look forward to chatting with you many more times this year. We've got a lot, busy 2025, I think, for you. Absolutely. Axe the tax, build the homes, fix the budget, stop the crime. Axe the tax, build the homes, fix the budget, stop the crime, bring it home. Mr. Polly, thank you thank for you. your time.